0: to enter. Uh, whilst I'm not particularly happy about it, yeah right. there's no shame in that. But Sanada to a backflip! He beat me with a backflip! That dirty, conniving bastard. Cheating bastard. I want a gentleman's rules. Uh, a backflip. Wait, 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 wait! I'm going to break it down! I'm going to break it down! i これ
1: おい。おい。Oh my Imanorika you say everything's evil Everything's
0: evil huh evil Well I got news for you everything ain't evil Puppies aren't evil Rainbows aren't evil Hashizume are they? Sunshine and daisies? They ain't evil I ain't evil I'm a sweet boy, you know it.
1: hello everyone yes and hello to all the cats out there who are also listening in my (laughs) welcome to the never open podcast thanks for throwing me out actually this is the podcast open to everyone and everything except star ratings we don't do them here yeah my name's luke your host and with me as always is my co-host andy say hello mr andy
0: Hello, Mr. Andy, and goodbye to Star Ratings, because you're right, we don't do those, because those are fucking dumb, and all it is, is a bunch of argument fodder, but uh, man, I am fired up, Luke, we got so much to talk about, four big shows, and hopefully it won't take us four big hours to talk about it, but man, we got <laughs> so much to talk about, holy shit, That's what a week.
1: That's right. Yeah, so, if it, this is people's first time tuning in, oh, what a time to jump into the show, <laughs> this is the New Japan podcast. New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, where Mr. Andy and I like to talk shit about New Japan Pro Wrestling for an hour or two. So thanks for joining us. Uh, if you like the show or d- dislike the show, you can contact <laughs> us and tell us how much you like or d- didn't like it by uh, hitting us up on the tweeties. So uh, we're at Never Open Pod. Mr. Andy is at Drucifer Tweets, And I'm grumpy too be on the tweety you can always email us too if you uh, need more characters or need more time to type something out But i don't know why you would but never open at gmail.com is where you can catch us and tonight today this morning whenever you got this in your ear holes we're covering four more shows of the g1 climax 30
0: hell yeah hell yeah
1: so, before we get to that, Mr. Andy, I've got some very light news. There wasn't too much news heavy. There's uh, two big announcements, I guess, that you and I will talk about and uh, uh, a bit later. But there's not much to say. Uh, during one of the G1 sh- uh, shows this week, it was announced that we would be getting World Tag League. And, <clears throat> in, in my opinion, more importantly, the fucking best of the Super Juniors. Yeah.
0: Not much yeah, to so, say. Not much to say. That's a big fucking deal, Lou. Uh, I can't I believe it. I mean, not it. much to
1: say in terms of like, we can't tell, we can't tell you who's in it because we don't know or anything like that. That's that's what I mean by not a big deal. Uh, okay. Other than that, right. this is a fucking big deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, man. Um, You know, there's folks out there that are listening to us right now who are just now starting to watch New Japan, and hopefully they've realized we were right about the G1 and how awesome it is and how great of an experience it is, it is watching it, and man... Um, you know, if you are a flippy shit fan, if you like the flippy flops and, and the flippy do's and the flippy don'ts with or without the swizzle stick, you are going to love the best of super juniors. It's unbelievable because it mixes the junior heavyweight, like strong style with all the flippy do's you will ever want to see. And it's some of the greatest shit ever. And you're going to learn about new wrestlers you've never even heard of and see some of your favorites as well.
1: Oh Yeah. I yeah uh, I do miss Taiji Ishimori, and Hiromu and uh, quite a few and Wato and Show. I oh, mean I could. <laughs> so what they're doing with uh, both of uh, World Tag League at uh, in December and well November December. Oh, I can't remember when it starts. Fuck it. But what they're doing is uh, it'll be the opening night. They'll have some opening matches for both uh, the World Tag League I think and the Best of Super Juniors. And then after that, they'll alternate nights. So one night, it's World Tag League. Next night, it's best of super juniors. So that's going to lead me to think that uh, they're both one block, and they both might be big blocks rather than two blocks because then you probably wouldn't see, like, the next round for, like, four days or whatever. So I think they're going to be one block each, man. Uh, I'm I'm all right with that. Uh, I'd love two blocks of juniors. I would, but... Considering that the best of Super Juniors was supposed to happen during uh, the off time, during COVID, I'm just fucking happy with getting any best of Super Juniors because uh, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. You're right with the, um, you know, maybe it will be two giant blocks. Because if you don't know, uh, these tournaments we're talking about, World Tag League is the heavyweight um, tag tournament, which honestly... It, it usually is underwhelming and then usually it's just a, a reason for the, uh, the the heavyweights to just rest basically while they wrestle and um, yeah you know but they're both round robin tournaments and um, that's interesting to hear what you say now Luke <clears throat> real quick before we move on i I know you're a big Robbie Eagles fan. I know you like ELP who are yep. you who would you be most looking forward to to see come back for the best of the super Juniors?
1: Well, I'm biased, because uh, I'm Aussie, and so is Mr. Robbie Eagles. Uh, and no offense to ELP, I, I love that douchebag a lot. <laughs> like, I think he's incredible. And I call him a douchebag, because that's his character, he's everyone. An asshole, he, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. his character is a giant asshole, and I think he's fucking wonderful. But there aren't many Aussie wrestlers in effect. I think, uh, apart from Mikey Nichols, who... Probably might show up again during World Tag League. Yeah, Ashley's on fire today. She's excited <laughs> to hear me talk about the G1 too, mate. Uh, yeah, so where, where's ELP from? Canada? I've seen tons of Canadian wrestlers, no offense, on big stages. But uh, I haven't seen that many Aussie wrestlers on a big stage. And uh, so, yeah, um, it's Robbie. But uh, it has to be.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, the one that I want to see oh, the most... Shit. Sorry. Be. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I know you you know Ashy is uh is there and that's more important. I get it. Um but uh no um I'm looking forward to Dragon Lee coming back. Ryu Lee, whatever yes. you want to call him. This dude is a fucking badass and in fact, today he posted a picture of himself in a Best of the Super Junior shirt. So, I mean, that's confirmation right there.
1: Oh, uh science signed sealed and delivered uh, and also uh, it, it's good just to have both him and ELP back because uh They're both on my Spotify kind of playlist, their theme tunes, and I'm just like,
0: whoop, whoop. Yeah.
1: Fucking, yeah. It's awesome. Hell, yeah. rave, Get your glow sticks out, all that kind of shit. (laughs) Now, there is one other little tidbit of news. Uh, It's nothing too major. Most people probably know this already, but uh, there's one other wrestling organization I watch each week, and uh, it's All Elite Wrestling because it's only one episode a week, and I'm done. And uh, I'm watching the Jericho, congratulations, it's 30 years of Jericho thing, right? And of course, during the episode, they've got fucking little video packages of uh, celebrities and shit going, hey, dude, congratulations, 30 years. And I'm like, oh, cool, Kevin Smith, yeah, I like him. Oh, cool, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Oh, yeah, cool, Slash, oh, yeah, cool. And then, then I see a man with the most beautiful hair that you can think of, so you can probably guess who I'm talking about right away. Standing in front of a New Japan Pro Wrestling Lion logo, the, you know, the, the usual uh, red and yellow one, and there he is, Hiroshi Tanahashi, wishing Mr. Chris Jericho all the best for 30 years in the biz. I fucking marked that like crazy, because I thought that was really awesome. Not only that, they had a few other references. Like, uh, there's an Archer-Moxley match coming up in AEW. And uh, there were not only references to, but also photo stills of their Texas death match from uh, I think uh, earlier in the year that happened before all the COVID stuff. So yeah, uh, that was really cool. Just a little bit of news there. It's it just made me want to mention it on the show, uh, especially since what you said last week, Mr. Andy, about uh, reasons for supposed reasons for why uh, Harold Meiji is out. And uh, not—he's out for—he's not even fully out the door yet, and already there's fucking references popping up, and I'm just like, what? Uh, I wouldn't read too much into it, everyone. I mean, you can if you want, but you know, it, it is uh, so far they're just playing nice, which is—it's uh, a good sign. So yeah, Tanahashi appearing on AEW made me fucking mark out like a mad motherfucker, okay. and that's all the news I have.
0: Well, this, this may work into a theory that I may or may not remember to say later about the U.S. championship. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. I have some theories about that that, like I said, I may or may not remember to say. But um, hopefully I, I'd forget and then everyone's wondering what this theory is. And that's not really a big deal. It doesn't matter anyway.
1: So there you go. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. You ready to hit the uh, the G1 proper? Oh,
0: I'm so happy. I can't wait to talk about Oh, wait. This is J-Block Night 9. Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh. So, <laughs> um, it's very rare for me, listeners, for me to put my grumpy pants on when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sometimes it's only a match here and there, and, and rarely, super rarely, it's a night. And, uh, all right, let's 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 get started. All right, so we got uh, Yuya Uramura versus Gabriel Kidd in their, uh, what was this, their 60th match together during the G1. Yes. And, uh, it, look, it's good stuff, as usual. And uh, for some reason, I've written Gabriel Kiss on my notes, so okay. <laughs> now, uh, for some reason, at the start of this match, uh, Gabriel Kidd seemed a little nervous to start. but Yu uh, Yu, though, was uh, pretty smooth, as always. He didn't let the crowd or anything bother him. Boston Crab and Yu Yu wins. Yeah.
0: I got stuff to say about this. I mean, for, first of all, the universal rule of pro wrestling is if you sprint to the ring, you're getting fucking pinned. That's how that works. And so, you uh, know, uh, Gabriel Kitt sprints to the ring, and I'm like, oh, well, he, he, got ta- he tapped out. So, same thing. But, I mean, so... You know, don't sprint to the ring, wrestlers. Trust me, you're going to lose if that happens. But we do have drunk uh, Jushin Thunder Liger back, which is great. <laughs> um, and this is a very grapply match, and I think they they have another one we're going to talk about that's very similar with a lot of a lot of grappling, a lot of mat work and stuff like that. Um, it's interesting because this is kind of the war of the over un, underhook suplex thing, like the the war for. Over under hook suplex per supremacy, you know, and um, <laughs> yes, and also I noticed after the match, Gabriel Kidd's like, Everybody, look at me, look at me, and he takes fucking forever to get to the back. I don't like it. Secret heel shit,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, we we read a lot into that secret heel shit, but uh, maybe because we're being fed a lot of secret heel shit
0: now where yeah. were they they were at a new venue and it, it it's seemed... uh kagawa okay they weren't at the the california la dojo i thought because they were kind of no. they were in the
1: dark <laughs> you know <laughs> oh yeah so this venue's kind of well it's 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 black it's kind of dark so it this is a play at a place called uh, takamatsu city and uh oh the Takamatsu City General Gymnasium is where it is, but we're in a place called Kagawa, which I hope I pronounced right. If not, uh, I'm sure I'll get lots of emails. Not now,
0: so many emails. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, let's get uh, down to some of the block stuff. And we've got Shingo versus, well, according to my notes, Pumpy. Uh, yeah. He's mm. Awesome. So Shing- Shingo Takagi versus Yujiro Takahashi, and I was like, <sighs> I was like, ew, this match starts with Yujiro getting some offense in, and I'm like, wait a minute, they all start like that. He gets in some <laughs> offense, he takes them outside, he might grab his pimp cane, he might not. Wait, they all of his matches start, this, they all do. I was just like, come on, man. I know, I know you've got other wrestlers who start matches in, in similar ways. Like, Jay will just roll out of the ring and stuff. Or Naito will just take his time getting undressed. But that's not wrestling stuff. That's just, uh, you know, trying to get into the mind of your opponent and shit. This I'm is Nujiro doing the same wrestling shit all the time. Whew. Yeah, so... And then I'm thinking, like, how come Suzuki is the only one allowed to get convincing beatdown wins? Because <laughs> I'm just like, Shingo should just smash this guy. And I'm like, yeah, so this one's fine. Uh, Yujiro gets a little too much offense for me. And uh, I just can't believe he'll win. So a few times, there's also a few times I didn't feel like uh, he was quite in position and he was a little sloppy. And uh, Shingo does a lariat onto on uh Yujiro's pimp cane and fucking lariats <laughs> in, in half. It was awesome. Last of the Dragon and Shingo Takagi's at four points and Pumpy is at zero. Pumpy.
0: Well, we, I, we have a new kind of meme for the show, and that is that uh, this was refereed by one of the junior refs. Now, it's not Ref Chumpy, it's not Red Shoes. Uh, this guy I've named Future Bald Man Ref. And so, because he is a future bald man, just look at him. And, uh, yes, which, it, I mean, so that's, am I. yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, you know, we don't baldism isn't a thing that I get into. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be bald one day, but, um, he will join the tribe at some point. So, to me, though, a lot Luke, of us. <laughs> Luke, this match was unbelievable. I just can't believe that Yujiro is on the same level with Shingo. So, you know, to me, it's unbelievable. And Yujiro, like, bites Shingo. Shingo bites back. Um, we had a ref bump, of course. And, um, you know, I thought for a second that maybe Yujiro was going to win, but then he
1: didn't. Yeah. When you said unbelievable, I was just going to okay, I don't mind us disagreeing, but really? <laughs> and then, then you continued on. And I was just like, oh, fucking Dave. Oh, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I mean, but, I,
1: know, I know we have differences of opinion sometimes, but geez. Well, a little please. jokey joke.
0: You know, throw a little jokey joke, joke <laughs> in there, you know. Uh.
1: <laughs> All right, man. So the next match is one that kind of pissed me off. And thinking back on it, uh, I can kind of explain why. But let's get into it. It's Jeff Cobb versus Jay White as – Regular listeners to the show might know Jay White is one of, if not my favorite. He just is. And usually when you have a wrestler who is your favoriteist, you fucking hate seeing him lose. You fucking hate it. Especially when it's someone you don't quite feel that is at his level. Like if I see Kota Ibushi beat Jay White, I'm like, well, I was going for Jay, but... It's Kota fucking Ibushi. I know Kota lost to Jay, but that's the kind of comparison I'm making. And I love Jay in this match. I love how he plays mind games and lures Cobb in. He lures Cobb in, does his heel shit, kind of switches up. Cobb's fine, but this is what you were saying in the previous match. I feel like this. In this match, uh, Jay is obviously the better wrestler in the ring. Uh, I'd say he kind of carried Cobb. Has a shtick and that's just throwing guys. um I don't feel much in the terms of psychology and things like that in his matches. Do I like seeing people get thrown around? Of course. I would love me some suplexes and stuff. The finish of this match, even though I fucking completely disagree with it, is kind of cool. uh He fucking throws Gato into into Jay White, bounces him off the ropes and shit. Uh, tour of the Islands and Jeff Cobb beats Switchblade Jay White. I really hated that finish, but it was kind of cool at the same time. But, yeah, at the time of the night, emotions were high. Here's my favorite dude, Jay White, and I was pissed off.
0: This night, I think this is kind of when the problems begin for me this night, where I was pretty upset. Jay should win this match easily. Easily! Like, okay, so Cobb is dumb as fuck face, and Jay is the king of mind games heel. So he should easily Mm -hmm. beat him. And uh, Jay, like, immediately went for the mind games to try to sucker Cobb in, and he did cheat, like, five times in a minute, which was pretty awesome to eventually take over on offense. But, you know, Cobb's stronger. Uh, Jay's, you know, using his wits to, to try to cheat and win. But I noticed that Jay wasn't bumping real hard for Jake for Jeff Cobb. He was just kind of like, um, ah, I'm, I'm gonna take it easy a little bit in this match. At least that's the way it seemed to me. And uh, you know, the only thing that keep kept Cobb in, in this match is his strength. I I just I did like the huge urinage that uh that Jay White hit on him because I mean he's a big dude and and you know, Jeff yeah. Cobb was getting up for him, so that's nice. And uh, you know, I just I don't know. The Tour of the Islands is a great move. It's awesome. I hate seeing Jay White take it and then not kick out. You know what I mean? He should <laughs> yes. fucking kick out of that shit. You know, everyone's kicking out everyone's finishers in these matches, and he can't kick out a Tour of the Islands. You know who loved this match? You know who loved it? Drunk
1: Everyone Liger. Else.
0: Drunk Liger loved it. I did not.
1: Yeah. And, look, um, I think I've said all I've said uh, I don't quite mean any disrespect to Jeff Cobb, but I think there's maybe a reason he's kind of where he is and where Jay is, where he's at. I need a little more from Jeff Cobb. Uh, I like his moveset. I like seeing dudes get suplexed. I've mentioned it lots of times. I love suplexes. I think I need a little more. I think he needs, you know, I think the big guy with the nice personality doesn't work.
0: Yeah, what is and he?
1: What is Jeff he Cobb? He doesn't need... Yeah, he doesn't need to be a heel, but he needs to show some fucking attitude, dude. He needs it big time. Like, none of this nice guy shit. It's more like, I'm going to suplex the fuck out of you, motherfucker. That's the kind of shit I want. Uh, Think about Ishii. Think
0: Think about Ishii. How many levels are there to Ishii? There aren't any. He is who he is. Yet, he is insanely entertaining, and he uses that character to tell stories in the ring that are fascinating. So, who is Jeff Cobb? He's a guy that throws people. Okay, well, then use that to tell stories that are interesting, you know? It's just, you know, even the most one-dimensional guys, and I love Ishii, don't get me wrong, but he's a very one-dimensional wrestler. He is who he is. He's a fucking pissed-off old guy, you know? And, um... It's just, I mean, like like uh, Suzuki. Suzuki is a very one-dimensional wrestler in that respect as well. Yet, they use that one dimension to the full capacity of everything they can in, in ways that we don't even imagine them doing it. And Jeff Cobb's like, hey, I'm going to stand here and smile.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't smile, man. Kill people. Like, don't, hey, look and, at your and, moveset.
0: Yeah, and don't worry, folks. We did like some of the other stuff that happened, so don't worry. We're a little pissed off right Look, now. We're not going to be as pissed later on. Uh,
1: yeah, I really liked all the other shows this week. Uh, well, liked to loved. So, yeah, this is the, the one night for me that just didn't quite work out. And, yeah, and I think a big – yeah. All right, there's a matchup that I get excited for when I see it because usually I think it's awesome, and it's Kazuchika Okada versus Minara Suzuki – And to be honest, I wasn't a fan of this one. And I really needed cheering up after seeing Jay White get pinned by Jeff Bloody Cobb. I thought Okada was kind of sloppy. He fucks up this uh, neckbreaker. There's like all sorts of little screw-ups like that. I thought he was really off. And to be fair, uh, I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. I couldn't believe I was uh, messaging you about this. And I can't believe I'm going to say this on the show. I thought Okada sucked in this match. I really did. I thought one man brought it, and that was Minaro Suzuki, as he always does. I've, yeah, I can't believe that I'm living in an era where I'm just like, that Okada match was jank. And it blows my mind because every other time I've seen these two wrestle, it's been fucking incredible. Uh, I don't like this supposed story that Okada's on. I don't care about it one iota. Uh, Is he injured or something? Uh, Maybe, I don't know. But whatever he's doing right now, it's not working for me. And for me, this match was only good when Suzuki was in control. There's a botched roll-up that made both guys look kind of dumb. And you got Okada winning, Okada 6, and Suzuki at 6. I thought this stank.
0: It's, it's not good, man. And it should be amazing. Like you said, very disappointing. And that's like, you know, when, you know, parents, they're like, you know, I'm not mad at you, son. I'm just disappointed. That's how I feel. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was a little pissed, but I mean, really, I'm just disappointed in, in this show. It was, it was just not good. And it was our first show back from being off for a few days, so we were like, yeah, yeah, oh, what happened? Um, My prediction was that Okada will win this match, because I thought this would be the beginning of him, like, you know, coming back, and I thought he'd win decisively, but he got fucking ass kicked by Suzuki, you know? And um, it doesn't make Okada look good, you know? I mean, my notes on this match include words like, fuck you, fuck off, fuck this. Like, things like that. I wasn't a big fan of it either. You know, there's some fun stuff, like you said, when Suzuki is kicking his ass and whatnot. And, and you know, when Okada is selling like he does. You know, but mm-hmm. I just, I I don't know. It, it Something's wrong, and I don't like it. And it's really frustrating to have someone like Okada either not giving the effort that they normally would in a G1 or there's something wrong or there's some crappy story they're trying to tell that sucks. So, I mean, I don't know if this all leads to Okada getting pinned at the Tokyo dome by, uh, by Yano, then okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be okay with that, but that's (laughs) not where we're headed with this. So I, you know, I I just don't, I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do, but hopefully, you know, this will kind of even out and we'll start to see some stuff that we like from Okada.
1: I mentioned a couple of things um, about my thoughts on uh, Ocaro in the in the G1 this year, and I look I I don't want to shit on the person, so I won't I won't name her or anything like that. Someone on Twitter said to me, fucking, it's a, it's a He doesn't have to pull out. He does. He has nothing to prove. He doesn't have to, you know, produce bangers every night." And to which I kind of replied, "Well, that's his job." to produce bangers every night. It's the G1, so it's Banger Central. Hello. Uh, I didn't say hello, but it's Banger Central. And people pay to watch Okada have awesome Okada matches. That's why people want to see him. They don't want to see this Okada. I don't want to see this Okada. I want to see the Okada that we're used to seeing because uh, I don't think he has pulled out a fucking classic in this whole G1 Whereas you've, I'm not even flipping to the other block. If you stay in this block, uh, you've you got your top stars here Koda Ibushi, uh, Ishii Suzuki, Taichi, uh, you know, all the, Shingo Takagi, all these men have produced some A block bangers. But your are one of your faces of the company, yeah hasn't wowed me and i i it pains me man it's fucking kazuchika okada dude
0: yeah and if he does shingo like he's doing everybody else i don't know man i might be done with okada for a little while until he proves himself again because god damn it you know i i don't know you want to move on i'm i'm tired of ripping on okada
1: i'm tired of it too but it, it goes to show like don't rest on your laurels no you yeah. know i don't know all right, so I'm I'm pissed off that Jay White lost because I'm a passionate Jay White fan. He's my dude. I'm kind of, I'm not pissed off at, at the finish. Uh, it doesn't bother me that a Suzuki lost to Okada. It's Okada. But, yeah, that didn't cheer me up either because I thought Akata stank. But the next match, Tomohiro Ishii versus Taichi. took me a little while to get into it because of the previous two matches, but I got into this. Uh, this battle was never as fuck, and it's totally proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to me, and I hope to everyone listening and everyone watching these shows, that Tai Chi is a fucking incredible wrestler. And I I asked you on uh, on a private chat, I said I said to you, you've been watching Tai Chi for a lot longer than I have. Is this the best he's ever been? And... The answer, I think you said, was yeah. Uh, and I'll let you talk about that in a tick. But I thought this was fantastic. It's, it was a huge war between both of them, and I thought it could have gone either bloody way. Uh, there's something about Ishii that just brings it out of Tai Chi just that little more. And uh, I even thought it was going to be Tai Chi to win. But brain buster, Ishii four points, Tai Chi six. Never as fuck seal of approval from me.
0: Taichi beat up Ishii a bunch in this match. And, I mean, that's shocking, you know. Um, it, you know, mostly it's just Taichi winning these, like, you know, slap exchanges and kick exchanges and stuff that we see Ishii picking with everybody. You know, he always picks these fights, and then he loses them. Um, there was a really funny part where Ishii was selling, and uh, Taichi takes his pants off, and Ishii powers up for no reason. <laughs>
1: Powered up like it just been like German suplex that rolled right back up. It's it, fucking awesome. It does
0: it to all of us, Ishii. It's fine. Um, but uh, I thought this match puts Tai Chi over huge. It's just a legit strong, ty- strong style wrestler. Um, we did get a ref bump, and Ishii started like no selling with Drunk, drunk Liger, thought was really funny. Um, but, you know, this match, it's very competitive. Which is shocking, because again, this is something that in the past you would expect Ishii to, you know, dominate, and then uh, had to have to cheat to win this. But that's not what's going on here. You know, there's um, a bunch of headbutts and shit. I mean, you know, Chi kicks out of a huge lariato at one, and then hits the dangerous yeah. backdrop suplex for a big double down. That was awesome. And uh, you know, Ishi wins, which I don't like that result, but I love this match. This match was great.
1: And it's funny you say that, too, because um, I know you're a fucking huge Ishii fan. I'm a huge Ishii fan, too. And if Tai Chi had pulled out the three, I would have been absolutely happy with that as well. Uh, I thought it was this was great. By the end of this match, I'm just like, fuck yeah, all right. All right, A-block, thank you. I needed something from this night, and 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 you got me. And I'm thinking, oh, that, that match was great. Oh, shit, there's one match to go. Oh, it's got that dude in it. Oh, that guy. Uh, so, last match on the card. It's uh, excuse me, I just held in a burp. And uh, Kodo Bushi versus uh, Ass Cheese. Abushi uh, wins. Uh, so Abushi eight, um, uh, but Cheese uh, at six. Now, um, all all I'll say is this match was awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it's good. a good match. It's a decisive
0: yep. victory for Abushi too. Like he won. There's no like. Question. There's
1: was... wrong... Yeah, there's a couple of, um, wrong writing, I guess, in, uh, in, in some of these matches like, uh, Shingo had the right, the wrong of the ending of the best of super Juniors 26 and, uh, Kota Ibushi probably had, uh, some revenge on his mind from, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom match for the never open title that happened, uh, not this year, year before oh, yeah. where, uh, uh, that, that, that guy uh, hit a move and Abushi had like a concussion after the match and stuff. Like, is insane. So, yeah, very decisive stuff. I'm happy with the, I'm very, very happy with the finish. And uh, as of this night, Abushi's the first person to make it to eight points. He's the uh, He's the outright guy in front of A block
0: yeah, he seems to be running away with it at this point, even though he's not. It's just, you know, momentum's a big thing in everything, especially in real sports. So in pro yeah. wrestling it is too, in Japan, where pro wrestling is presented as a real sport. So everybody knows that momentum's a big deal. So him winning this match is a big fucking deal, and it was it would like it kind of ended the that night uh, better off than it started. That's for sure. And um, I think we all agree, though, that that was the worst night of the week.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. So if you guys are tired of us uh, being a bit down and shitty, (laughs) that's over. Because uh, I really enjoyed the next three nights. We're not not
0: done being shitty. I got a problem with one of these.
1: Yeah, I was about to say Andy's a little bit more mixed and uh, we're going to get We'll right into that very soon, but because we've got uh, banger block, it's uh, night five of their block, so it's night 10. We're in Hir- Hiroshima. Uh, oh, so Kagawa, was Kagawa dark? I think Hiroshima was the dark uh, event uh, place. Like, you couldn't see much of the crowd at all. Uh, if it wasn't for, like, all the clapping and stomping and shit, if, like, if it was just, like, really quiet... Uh, you made that joke to me that uh, it, it kind of looked like the fucking uh, Dark City yes, black hole that uh, the American show, uh, weekly show has been. But, you know, that's fine. So we're in Hiroshima. This was the Tuesday night show. And we start with Yotasuji versus Yuya Uramura. So, yeah, this was uh, a fun match. Very young lion and uh, I think this was was a draw. Uh, uh, you, you're fighting out near the boss and Crab near the end. I thought, thought it was uh, really good stuff. You could I could tell it was getting a little long. I'm like, oh, I think these boys are going to draw. I hope it's this one. I mean, I do look really stupid if I just uh, explain the whole match. I'm just like, wrong. No, you're yeah, right. You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Really good stuff. Uh, what we're seeing with these Young Lion matches is they're, all right, yes, they're wrestling each other, and it can get a bit exhausting, but they're putting together all sorts of uh, different kind of matches. They don't exactly, they don't always put on the exact same match twice, so I do appreciate that. The Young Lions do mix it up.
0: Yeah, and, and this was Headlocks, the match, you know, and uh, after a while, Suji got all pissed off, and it's like, fuck that, starts hitting power moves. And I thought, you know, Daniel O'Brien does this move, right? Where he runs in the corner and does a drop kick. And then he, like, lands on his feet. He, like, does an entire flip and lands on his feet. It's amazing. And, but if you ever watch anyone else do that move, you think they're either going to break their own neck or they're going to break their opponent's legs by landing on them. And I thought Yu Yamura was going to die. He was going to kill himself. He was doing that. He did that fucking corner drop kick. And I was like, oh, my God, he almost landed right on his head. Uh, but this match was very good, and this is a fun part of the evening because as soon as we know we got a draw right off the bat, we think, "Uh oh, how long are these other matches going to be?" You know, that's kind of the start. The question that I have in my mind is like, "Okay, well, is that going to mean that other matches will be shorter or longer or whatever?" And um, it did mean that. It did mean that. Yeah.
1: So I follow. I follow, and I think you do too. And we, both follow him on Never Open Pod as well. Uh, Mr. Chris Charlton, who sometimes does commentary for the English commentary team. He's uh, he's really good to follow on nights with only Japanese commentary because he'll uh, chime in with uh, translations for promos or sometimes little tidbits that the Japanese commentators will say and shit like that. But sometimes, sometimes he brings up a stat and you're just like, oh, OK, you've just kind of like let us know what's going to happen. And... Our next match, Hiroki Goto versus Tori, King of Pro Wrestling, Toriano, Uh he mentioned something that uh, every G1 match or every singles match they've had uh, has gone for five minutes, 20 seconds in total. So that just kind of made me, that kind of reminded me of the fact that, oh, yeah, I've seen this two wrestling before and it's short. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And And then here it is. Go Godo rolls up Yano right away. And Godo gets to rest his poor whittle shoulder. Godo, four <laughs> points. Yano, six points. Alright, okay. 18 seconds. Go on, man. Let it let okay. it fly.
0: So everybody knows I hate Godo, right? And everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows that Yano is the fucking king of pro wrestling, alright? He's no joke. You know, in fact, later on, we're going to talk about his amazing um, amateur wrestling and stuff. So, I mean, the guy is yes. a fucking badass, and, you know, he's trying to win the G1, and Goto, you know, they come out, they're, they're, they're there, and Yano has a gift for Goto. Okay, you, the king of pro wrestling is offering you a gift, and what does fucking Goto do? He throws it aside and rolls up the king of pro wrestling. That is shitty. That's fucking, it's lewd, it's lascivious, and it's just <laughs> disgusting. It's it's one of the most evil things I've ever seen happen. It was almost as bad as that time that Fale killed Daryl. It's almost that bad. Fuck you, Godo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I saw this match, and I was like, oh, shit, this is Andy's worst right nightmare. Fuck. <laughs> so funny. I so re- fucking if was funny. Any, if it was anyone else in the block, except maybe Yoshihashi, that had done that to Yano, you'd be like, oh, I didn't like it, but okay. But Goto doing it, you're just like,
0: fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's a direct <laughs> attack at me. I, I just... You know, one of these days I'm going to meet this Godo guy. I want to be a foot taller than him, I guarantee you. And I'm going to push him right on the shoulder and say, hey, how's your wheel shoulder?
1: Dude, you'll kick your ass. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you, we both know it. it. It doesn't matter who's taller than who. He's he's wider for sure, probably. Yeah, you're right. uh, whatever. Yeah. He would beat the shit out of you, man. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm one to uh, zero. I am one. And look, and I know, I know we're buddies and all, but I wouldn't even help you. I'm just like, I'm not getting beat up by Goto either. Hey, so fuck that, Luke. You're I'm
0: I am one to zero, and I and that one victory I have is over technically a New Japan pro wrestler. So just
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You that's that's like saying Michael Cole's undefeated at WrestleMania. Get the fuck out of here, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: Alright, so the next match, I really enjoyed this. This is uh, Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. In fact, this is a pairing I uh, I always look forward to. I really like the chemistry together. And this is a really good example why. Uh, right away uh, it's pin combinations like 1-2 uh, change, 1-2 change, 1-2, you know, like that kind of stuff. thought it was a pretty cool like mat-based uh, technical match. They don't do much high-flying spots at all. It's mostly just, like, matte based stuff. And I loved it. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. does this, like, reverse chokehold that looked freaky. Uh, there's a dragon sleeper that Sonata put... This is awesome. I fucking... Uh, dragon sleeper put on by uh, Sonata. Uh, he lifts Zack Sabre Jr. up and puts his legs on the ropes into a cutter. Mood Assault and... One, two, three. Sonata wins. Zack Saber Jr. Is still kind of lazily kicking, kicking out and trying <laughs> to swipe at Sonata because he can't believe that the fucking match is over. And we got Sonata four, Zack Saber Jr. four. Yeah, this was good.
0: These guys are always great. They have some of the best chemistry of anyone in New Japan, and it's only once a year usually that they wrestle. And so we've seen this three or four times, I think. It's always fucking awesome. You're right; they started off with that crazy, like, rolling fish out of water spot, and I'm watching all these fancy holes they're doing, and I can't, I can't help but think to myself, you know, Yano totally would be doing all, would have done all these things in his match if Goto hadn't ruined it, you know, um, which is disappointing. But you know, I, I, I'll move on. I promise, you know. But uh, but
1: the. The funny thing about that Godo Yano match is after the bell, like Yano's just like that's bull. Like, I, I can't, I don't know exactly what he says, I don't know Japanese, but his reaction to me to scream, like that's bullshit. Yeah. I came here to wrestle, I didn't even get to wrestle. I'm ready now. I wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Godo cheated. So,
0: yeah, fuck Godo. But, um, but yes, is this the best Zack Saber Jr. Sonata match, um, that you've seen? Because they're always awesome, it's really hard to tell. And a follow up question. Is Zack Sabre Jr. having the best G1 he's ever had?
1: In terms of the score, probably not. In terms of uh, match quality, he's fantastic. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is that kind of wrestler born for tournaments, Uh, I I reckon. I think he's he's fucking always great. Uh, They wrestle like once a year, so by the time they wrestle again, I know they've wrestled and I know it's going to be good but I can't always remember their older matches and I feel really bad for that. But, you know, I've seen a lot of fucking New Japan matches. So I don't know if this is the best pairing of the two, but I do know it's fucking good.
0: Well, this is where we got our little announcement, right, Luke?
1: Yeah, and this announcement, uh, look, we had this problem when they announced the G1. Uh, They announced the G1 and then the next match happens and we're just like, Fuck this match. G one, G one, G one on Twitter. So where the the ad breaks, all the disinfecting that all finishes. Juice Robinson versus Evil. They start kind of wrestling, and for a lot of people on Tweety, and I think uh, I think you and I were both guilty of this as well. We were both going. Best of Super Juniors, Best of Super Juniors, yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, maybe Wato's gonna be there. Oh my god, Show, we're gonna see Show again. Oh my god, maybe really. Oh my god, Ishimori. Oh my god, Hiromi. Meanwhile, uh, two men are uh, having a match that I thought was uh, kind of awesome with uh, Evil using his power and also every trick in the game to beat up Juice, and with uh, Juice kind of fighting back to overcome it. Uh, really good heel, babyface stuff, Togo distracts, life makers get hurt, Everybody, <laughs> every, everything is evil, and now Evil 6, Juice Robinson 6. So I thought it was a really solid, pretty good matchup. You want to root for Juice because Evil's a piece of shit in all the best ways possible. But, you know, sometimes Evil just wins, everyone. It's 2020, we all know that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I really enjoyed this match too. It took me a minute to get into it cuz the announcements as we discussed, but you know like Evil's suplex and juice on a pile of chairs on the outside, you know. Another interesting thing is we had Giotto on commentary and Dick Togo tried to get his help during the match but Giotto wouldn't help. So that's interesting, a little storytelling uh, there, you know. And Was uh, this
1: the match Was this the match, sorry dude? Was this the match where um there is a match with Giotto on commentary? Where someone's thrown into the uh, you know the the steel barrier right in front of him on commentary and Jado doesn't even fucking move or flinch. He's just got his arms folded doing his commentary. <laughs> I thought, okay, he doesn't. He's, uh, he's he a doesn't, bit of a tough nut then. Well,
0: he doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him. Just like his fucking yeah. t shirt says. you t-shirt know says. So, the one that
1: you can't even buy. Because <laughs> he, right. so what? He doesn't care. Right.
0: <laughs> Uh, so now here's another question for you, Luke, because we I'm going to ask you the same question about Zack Sabre Jr. or about Juice that I did about Zack Sabre Jr. Is Juice having the best G1 he's ever had? Because I'd say yes.
1: Yeah, a resounding yes. Uh, it feels it feels like he's grown. All right, he's still kind of an underdog, but it feels like he's grown out of that, oh, my God, I just been, I just pinned that guy. Oh, I'm so lucky right. to have done that. No, this is a juice that'll beat the shit out of you, and uh, and it, uh, because he's a face, he's and you know it's easy, he's easy to root for. Plus, he's bringing it in his matches. I haven't seen him pull out a dud yet. Um, I also prefer this look to other looks he's had. Is it still kind of goofy and still very Juice Robinson? Yeah, he's the flamboyant Juice Robinson, of course. It's going to be a uh, a little, uh, uh, strange or unusual i guess to to most people and that's fine i think he looks really cool still uh, especially when he's pulling out really cool matches in fact i don't even care what he's dressed in if he's wrestling like this he can wear whatever the fuck he likes as long as he keeps his quality up because it's fucking great
0: yeah just not uh carl frederick's gear um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I you know I really enjoyed this a lot. Evil again is fucking crushing it in the G one. He's having his best G one. A lot of these guys who needed to step up are stepping up big time, and others Okada are not stepping up. And so that's an interesting story that's going on here too. And I gotta think it's gotta be intentional to some extent. So we'll see how this continues. What was the next match?
1: All right. Now, I don't know if you'll ask me the same question from this match because uh, you'd no. get a resounding yes to, uh, but it's Yoshihashi versus Tetsuya Naito. Uh, I saw a couple people say this is a little long, and I can understand that because it's the double champ versus Yoshihashi. However, Tetsuya Naito has not had a single... He's, he still hasn't fought Yano, so that's going to obviously bring down his uh, match time a little bit. But every match he has had so far... Has been a 20-plus minute fucking showcase, not just of how good we're gonna. You uh, probably the on night four we'll probably get into some of the things I said about night eight. So we'll get into it there, but he is pulling putting 20-plus minute bangers. This is the double champion. He is fucking crushing it. Not only does he crush it he makes Yoshihashi look fucking awesome which is even easier to do when Yoshihashi is probably probably having the fucking best uh matches in my opinion of of his career since I've started watching him is he still losing a lot of course he is it's yoshi bloody hashi <laughs> but i was not bored at all for this match. I knew Naito was going to win, he's the double champ. No offense Yoshihashi, I like you, but I don't need to see you beat the double champ and then have a title match later where you're just gonna get crushed. So rip that band-aid off now and just crush him right now. Thank you. So yes, I knew this one would be good. Yoshi, Yoshi's been great in this G1. He's got the same role in this G1 as Yujiro. Look at the difference. You know, uh, I would say I like Yoshi Hashi in the G1 more than I've liked Jeff Cobb as well. That's fair. And, That's fair. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say Okada, but uh, let's just say Okada's not wrestling at the best level he's ever wrestled. But So I'm, I'm not going to be too crazy and make that comparison. Just relax, everyone. But, yeah, I thought this was great. Yes, I, I know it, how it's going to end, but I see Yoshi pulling out shit he doesn't usually do. He doesn't dive to the outside. <laughs> I know you don't like that, but the fact that he does something he doesn't usually do, I don't need it to look fucking super mega crisp. I just appreciate that. I'm like, all right, it's the G1. He's wrestling the double champ. He's going to pull some shit out. And he did. I really appreciated that. Uh, He put the butterfly lock on, and I'm just like, it's the double champ, dude. Put the extra little bit of stank on it. Yes, he does it. Bending the the arm back. But night, it was fantastic. And... For a small millisecond, I believed, but Destino. <laughs> Yoshi still at two. Tetsuya Naito at eight points.
0: Ah, so he's getting close to double digits and a couple. Oh, yeah. Couple observations: uh, is you know way more competitive than it should have been. But however, that was the function of these matches, is Naito's in there making everybody look like fucking badasses. The uh, Yoshihashi's little baby dive was hilarious, and um, he busted out the Emerald Flosion again, which is cool. And and uh, but there was something very interesting about this match that I didn't see anyone else notice, and that is that there was not a pin attempt until. Deep in the match. I'm talking like the last like three minutes, there was no pin attempts, which I dig that. There's a match. No one will ever go back and watch this, but there's a match from NXT TakeOver, and it's uh, Asuka versus Ember Moon, and they go like 15 minutes, and they do not have a pin attempt until deep, deep in the match, and I, ever since... I saw that and noticed that I've always really liked that. You know, I try to pay attention to when pin attempts happen in matches because it's interesting and it's important and it tells another story as well. It kind of helps. It's just another detail, uh, another, uh, you know, tool in the toolbox to kind of tell more stories. And I really dig that.
1: Yeah. I guess it makes sense for the the flow of this match. Um, Everyone watching it knows that Naito's winning. So, they don't kind of fake you out too many times during the, the match with uh, really close near falls and stuff until right near the end. Uh, I did not notice that, but awesome. Thanks for you for noticing that. So yes, uh, I, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was a really good match and, uh, I know it's Yoshihashi, but, uh, there's something bugging me about Naito, which I'll bring up in, uh, the next night of B block because, uh, that's when it started to really fucking annoy me. But, however, we have our main event. we got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. And I like seeing uh, Kenta just, like, ruffling Tana's hair. What a bastard. <laughs> he also he also uh, does something to Tanahashi, and then he kind of does the airbase, just air mocking base. him even further. Really like that. Uh, Kenta, at some points, uh, going in this, is just, just fucking... Uh, just this nasty knee to Tanner, Tanner's face. It was this fucking ouch. Uh, Kenta breaks the case over Tanner and uh, kicks his ass a bit, but of course we've got the uh, ultimate ace comeback here. Well, not maybe not the ultimate because he never not win title or anything, but he, he makes this comeback. Texas Cloverleaf and Kenta taps out, so we got the ace at six points and Kenta at four. Uh, I thought it was. Pretty solid stuff. If I'm perfectly honest, I think I preferred the previous match, but I still like this one.
0: So Kenta was going after Tanahashi's leg a lot, and mm-hmm. Tanahashi was kind of being heel Tanahashi a little bit. He hit the the corner drop kick, the fucking Shibata drop kick on Kenta, which is like, oh my god! And that's kind of what fired Kenta up. And after a ref bump, he used the briefcase and busted a hole in the briefcase with Tanahashi's head. And then the the next time we see him, uh, like, the next night, he has a little piece of tape that says, like, Tanahashi was here in Japanese, pointing at the hole in the briefcase. (laughs) So that was pretty cool. Um, Also, I noticed that Tanahashi did a Three Amigos-style neckbreaker. So that was interesting. I've never seen that before. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Definitely a step up from the previous night. Uh, I will also say, though, that uh, the banger block has... Not had a disappointing night for me um, since it started. So, yeah, the uh, ever-consistent, ever-reliable B-Block uh, strikes again. All right, so the next night we're still in Hiroshima. It's uh, the J-Block. It's the sixth night of, of uh, J-Block, and we start with Yota Tsuji versus Gabriel Kidd. Uh, Kidd gets a bloody mouth at some point in this match, and uh it's got on my note here says uh, suji wins with a brab but uh he doesn't he wins with a crab <laughs> a boston crab if you will <laughs> yeah uh,
0: one day i i was just watching this match and i was thinking you know i hope one day i get to boo gabriel kid in person i would love to do that one day you know yep. um and he may be a face at the time and wonder why I'm doing it but I won't care. I won't care at all. Uh he inter- interrupted Suji's entrance with a which is some heel shit. It's fucking bullshit. And like you said, he paid for it by uh tapping out to the brab.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely tapped out to the brab. All right. So uh, this match surprised me, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's Tomohiro Ishii versus Yujiro Takahashi. Before I get onto the match itself, Andy, how's this match start?
0: Well, it starts with Pimpy getting the heat on Ishii, man. He just starts beating the shit out of Ishii right away.
1: Does he take him on the outside? Of course, yes. <laughs> this match yes. is like. <laughs> so Yujiro y- 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 starts the match the way Yujiro y- starts the match. And, uh, yeah, that was my first night. I swear to fuck, Yujiro takes him outside all the time. Yeah. But uh, Ishii has his T-shirt on for, the, like, a, a good chunk of this match. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought this was the best Yajiro Takahashi match in the G1 thus far. Certainly. Did I believe he could win? No. I swear, I, I wrote this tweet. I was like... Dear Ishii, I know you're an unselfish wrestler, but can you be selfish in this match, please? (laughs) Uh, And he he wasn't. Uh, You know, he sold. He made Yijiro look good. Uh, Like, uh, you know, Ishii's match with Taichi must have given him an idea because he keeps that shirt on that he takes it off and throws it right at Yijiro. And... uh, (coughs) Fuck, man, this looked nasty. Ishii fucks Yujiro up with this German right into the fucking corner in the turnbuckle pad. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That was nasty. Uh, Of course, Brain Buster and Ishii 6. Yujiro 0. And he is officially eliminated from the possibility of winning the G1, which is no surprise.
0: That's kind of maybe his motivation for being so out of control in this match because... You know, he took control right out the gate, uh, Pimpy did. And then this match is this one long Ishii comeback. The whole fucking match is an Ishii comeback. (laughs) It's awesome. Mm. This match is so good. Um, Everything looks fucking like it hurts really bad. You know, Ishii's selling the attacks so well. They look like brutal. And Ishii hit this massive, insane headbutt towards the end. He's been hitting this kind of like, you know, chest... Headbutt that he's been doing out of the middle of nowhere and it's just fucking insane every time and Pimpy was he had his bumping boots on man and he was he was bumping around and I thought this was like you said this is definitely Pimpy's best match and Ishii just goes to show you how great he is he can make you even like Yujiro
1: it's insane like we've seen Mr. Yujiro wrestle guys who should be able to make him look fucking awesome uh and I don't mean any offense to uh, the men that he's wrestled in in the past in this year's G1, because they're, they're, some of them are fucking fantastic. But Ishii brought it out of him. And I was just like, fuck, what would have happened if we had Ishi versus Yujiro night one? Because maybe that would have helped me be a little bit more excited for Yujiro matches in the future, because this happened, what, Just over halfway. And now he's pulling out a fucking banger. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, You know, everyone knows I like to shit on a bit of Yujiro ever since I heard him being asked for the G1. But I can't shit on him here, man. I thought it was a good match.
0: Yeah, it rules.
1: Yep. And uh, next up, we have... Yeah. Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. And this match is pretty much just Cobb throwing Okada around like a... Well, according to my notes, like a rag dog. <laughs> <laughs> like a rag doll. Like a brab Lots dog. Lots of suplexing and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of... Uh, brab dog. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> suplexing and throwing the shit out of Okada. Uh, lame pin finish. And Okada wins. Eight points. Jeff Cobb. This is mostly Jeff Cobb getting uh, a lot of offense in, and of course, yes, Akata does bump his ass off and stuff, but it's not his bumping and his taking of the moves that I'm down on. It's uh, just kind of how he goes about the match when he's in control that I haven't been a fan of. I thought it was just okay.
0: It's boring. You know, it's a boring match, but if I, you you know, just to be my, you know, I guess, angels advocate here is it, uh Jeff Cobb had just uh, won a big match, right? So he's flying high. Mm-hmm. So he's all cocky, and at a certain point in this match, he does the Rainmaker pose and tries a ripcord version of the Tour of the Islands, which was pretty cool. Um, that's some cool heel shit, but he's not a heel, so it doesn't make any sense. And then we get that dumb finish, and apparently that's the same finish that Okada used to beat Omega, Jericho, and Suzuki, and he's using that on Jeff Cobb, so...
1: Well, yeah, um, I don't like that finish on any of those guys. So you know, yeah, I'd rather just see uh, an awesome match with great transitional finishes. It really hit the rainmaker. Oh no, almost the tour islands. Oh no, yes, rainmaker, rainmaker. Yeah, there's a fucking drought in Japan right now. There must be because uh, Akata's not making it rain. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, let's think, move on. Let's uh, move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, next, we have uh, uh, Douche Nuzzle versus <laughs> Minaro Suzuki. And I had a feeling I knew this who would win, but I got to see what I wanted to see, and that was Suzuki fuck him up for nearly the entire match. Uh, chopped his chest open, beat the fucking ever-living shit out of him. And... At some point, I was just thinking, like, how much does this that guy have to get beat up for me to go make it stop? And I didn't reach that point. And I think uh, a lot of the people that we were tweeting with didn't reach that point either. <laughs> 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 and we all wanted the fucking king to win, but he doesn't. Uh, Suzuki 6 and that guy at 8. I thought this
0: match was really fun. I loved it because it was just Suzuki beating up some asshole. Um, And Suzuki was like, he wouldn't let Fuckface fly. You know, that was the deal. Uh, The result is bullshit, but Suzuki, he he does so much cool shit in this match. Yes. I mean, like, he's doing all kinds of shit. He even does this, like, spinning Lucha armbar thing. I mean, he is, like, the the thing that's... Incredible. um, like, the thing that, uh, that um, what's his name? Um, gosh, the the junior that your wife loves so much, and, and he's the bone soldier. Um, uh, Ishimori. Yeah, Ishimori. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Anyway, it's like, you know, Ishimori does that spinning thing into the yes lock. Like, um, fucking um, Suzuki did that into an arm bar. It was insane. And so, that was just watching, you know, I was just like, go Suzuki, go. This whole fucking match. But, you know, the result sucks. But, man, I, you know, I don't know. That might be one you want to watch if you're, you know, if you're, I, don't, I can't recommend that match. But, man, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Suzuki showing he can hang a hang with guys in their 20s. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say Suzuki has had a pretty dang good G1 too. Fuck yeah. Uh, he has. You know, there were two people. I, I, the match starts, and I'm like, I wouldn't mind if this match was one-sided as fuck. And those matches were against, like, Jeff Cobb and Nijiro Takahashi, where Suzuki was just like, yeah, fuck everything you guys do. I'm just going to beat you up for, like, 10 minutes and win. <laughs> and now I think uh, we're going to get to one of my favorite G1 matches this week. Thanks, Charity. Uh, she was lovely enough to bring me a cup of coffee. Oh
0: my God! Oh, I was uh, hoping you wouldn't stop talking.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she was. She tried to do it really quietly, but I was very appreciative. And yes, so uh, and there you go, everyone. You can hear her on the show. So there, there, there it is. So sneaky, <laughs> sneaky guess spot by both uh, my cat and my and my wife. So we got. Oh, I love this match. It's Tai Chi versus Switchblade Jay White. Uh, So I think Jay White comes out first and he's sitting in the corner and Tai Chi comes out all serenading and shit. And and, and Tai Chi comes right up to Jay White and keeps serenading him with his fucking microphone and shit. And then uh, as uh, as the kind of match is getting ready to start, uh, Jay White yells, and take your bloody fanny pack off. (laughs) (laughs) The fanny pack... uh, is in reference to uh, the claw uh, that uh, it, uh, Iska used to have that was passed on to Tai Chi. So, yeah, I found that fucking hilarious. There's this really fucking fun spot here where uh, Tai Chi has Jay White on the outside and choking him with one of the camera wires, uh, camera cords. And then, uh, Skato <laughs> comes around the corner. Tai Chi's still choking Jay White with a wire. And <laughs> He tells the ref to tell Gato to back up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Look, there is... These two... This is what you want from a heel versus heel match. Do you want to see him do cool moves and shit? You get it. But you also see these two just trying to do heel shit and outwit each other. And it is a fucking joy to see. And, of course, they also kick each other's asses as well. I loved... Their chemistry. I think this is their first one-on-one match. Because they're both heels, this is probably the only kind of match you'll see them have uh, every year at a G1 or something. But I absolutely loved it. Uh, I loved it to the point where if Tai Chi had won this, I don't think I would have been mad. Because I think he's been fucking incredible. But... Does. i would have been a little man let's be honest i'm pretty passionate about jay white but blade runner and jay is in the eight point club tai chi at six
0: i i mean i don't know if there's anything else to say about it i mean this match is fucking fantastic it's both these guys just trying to like out you know out heal each other but at the same time the crowd was behind tai chi so like the crowd mm-hmm. was cheering on tai chi and they hated jay white Jay White was clapping along to tai Chi's theme. He brought a chair in the ring and sat there. <laughs> That's great. But um, it's just super entertaining. It's so good. And, man, you're right. If, like, I want tai Chi to win every match, even when he's up against my favorites, because I'm starting to really believe in him as a guy that could go, you know, like, could go up higher than maybe we think he could. You know, I mean, I just – I would love to see – taichi with the intercontinental championship yes i was just thinking that
1: and you just said it oh, you've just read man. my mind yes
0: can you imagine that would be so fucking awesome i mean he's got to get rid of the tag belts first and that's going to be a fun story but maybe in a year you know taichi he's he's taking over suzuki goon it's taichi goon and he's the intercontinental champion i mean that could be some good shit i just i really believe in him like i said and so because of that i'm really rooting for him and I can't wait to see what he does
1: next. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I fucking loved it. And, speaking of people wrestling each other for the first time, oh, man, this match is fucking <laughs> never as fuck. Hell, yeah, it is. It is Kota Ibushi versus Shingo Takagi, their first meeting. Uh, yeah, this one was never wrestling heaven and I loved it. Every second, they both both felt so evenly matched as well. There's like uh, Shingo will dominate for a little bit, then that Ibushi will turn the tables, and vice versa, versa. And then I get worried about Shingo because oh, it's Ibushi's turn to take over, and like uh, this is like God Ibushi, right? And fuck, man, this match is so good. Like we even get Killer Ibushi and. Sh- Shingo Takagi don't sweat that shit. He just keeps fucking going for it with the strikes <laughs> and hits and shit. Sh- oh my god, this is the ending is so awesome and the crowd reaction is incredible. Shingo catches uh, Ibushi when he tries to do the Kamagoye, turns it into the Last of the Dragon. One, two, three. Ibushi eight points. Shingo six. Shingo Takagi. I didn't expect it. Uh, but uh, and I wouldn't have been disappointed if Ibushi pulled out the win. And I because I never am, it's fucking Kota Ibushi. I love him, I think he's incredible. But Shingo's one of my boys. <laughs> so I was really happy. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Um, yeah. this match is a great example of what how great New Japan can be when the wrestlers are committed to making everything look like it's killing the other person or they're killing them Um, because like everything looks so good in this and just simple strikes are like devastating looking. And that's, it's just like those kinds of things, you know, when you talk about wrestlers that are good some of the guys that I love are the guys that can take fundamental, just sound, being sound fundamentally and make that their gimmick. You know, a strike looks amazing, you know, and just simple things like that. And these guys do a lot of complicated shit, too. But, man, they do the simple shit so good. It's amazing. Um, and this match is kind of like kick versus Lariato. That's kind of what we got going on here, you know, a little bit. Ibushi's selling like such a badass. And... Um, you know, it was pretty neat too because I, I think that Shingo had watched the Ibushi versus Ishii match, you know, <laughs> because he, he countered the Kamagoye with a headbutt too, which was great, just like Ishii did. And um and then we had this super long delayed made in Japan at the end where like Ibushi is doing the no, 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 no <laughs> And then this <just laughs> yes. gets killed. And I still I thought for sure he was gonna kick out. And that's one of the fun things about the um the rhythm of a strong style match like this is you don't know when it's going to end. It sometimes ends out of nowhere, you know? And so, and, and I mean like, Oh, Randy Orton out of nowhere. I mean like it builds to it, but it's been building to it for a while and you kind of have these ebbs and flows. And when you get to the top of the hill, you think you're going right back down to climb a hill again. But this time that's the last hill, you know, it's just fucking great. I loved
1: it. Yeah. the This is the kind of match where I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, oh, it's over. Nope. All right. Now it's over. Right. Nope. Is it over now? One, two, three. Holy shit. And the crowd response, they did not expect Shingo to win this. Uh, They're usually well behaved and quiet, but there was gasps Mm. in the crowd. Yeah, like... (gasps) uh, Yeah. Incredible. Incredible night of A Block. And... Oh, I shit on their first night for this week. Their second night was fucking incredible. Banger Central. Really loved it. Uh, mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a Carter Cobb. But, you know, what night of wrestling is perfect from top to bottom?
0: Oh, this night that we're about to talk about. That's the one.
1: Oh, yeah. This one. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised that you say that because of one of the matches well, that I'm going to be talking about. Well, I mean, soon.
0: okay. You're right. There is that one shitty one. Okay.
1: And I didn't mind it, but that's just, that's just me. That's fine. We start off again with a young line match. It's Yuya Uremura and Gabriel Kidd. We're in a new venue
0: though this time. Now we're in the brightest place on earth, right, Luke?
1: Oh, it's like uh, someone turned the fucking lights on. (laughs) So we're not in Hiroshima anymore. We're in uh, Okayama at the Zip Arena. It's what it's called, but yeah, it's uh, we're in Okayama now. And uh, if you thought they were wrestling in space, you know, because it was so black the last couple of nights, well, now they're wrestling on the sun because it's so dang bright. And I think I'd prefer maybe a happy medium, you know, maybe a little dim, but not too dim. So, because I like seeing the crowd, but I, I, if I had to choose, give me a bright, shining night over. You know, lots of black any day, uh, in, in my opinion. I kind of like seeing the crowd. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I felt like in the Hiroshima shows, we didn't really see the crowd. We knew they were there. They were loud with their claps. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely like this venue uh, a lot better in o- Okayama. And uh, so, yeah, Yu Yuuromura, Gabriel Kidd. And I, I guess this is where your uh, whole double-armed suplex war Comes into it, I guess, here as well, uh, because that's what Kidd wins with. He does a double arm suplex on Yuya Urimura and picks up the the win. I thought this is a a pretty dang good, solid match. I'm a little short on these matches, and I know, uh, which is fine, Andy picks up the slack for these young Lions matches, and it is what it is. There's only so much I, I feel I can say when this is like the how many times have I seen Yuya and Gabriel Kidd wrestle. It's no offense to them, but, you know, what I wouldn't give for a fourth Young Lion, you know, sometimes, you know, just to mix up that little more. But, yeah, still good.
0: I love this. I thought it was awesome. They start off with the really cool, like, world of sport wrestling sequence, you know, like Matt wrestling sequence. And and Future Baldrath fucked up, too, because they both had their shoulders down and he looked at him and they looked at him. And he looked at him and he's like, oh shit. And he started counting, you know, and they're like, and then they, could <laughs> move, they couldn't move on with the sequence till he started counting because that's part of the deal. And so that was funny. And then, uh, you know, I just really, really enjoyed that. Oh, we had this big, like, go behind arm ringer spots where they're chasing each other around the ring in a circle. Um, just awesome Matt wrestling. And um, what do you think, Luke? You think Yu Yamura will be in the best of the Super Juniors?
1: Um, maybe my, if they were doing two blocks, I would say there's definitely a young lion in one of the blocks. Right. But if they're doing one block, I think they might prefer to stack it. Okay. But having with, uh, with names, especially maybe some that we haven't seen for a while because of uh, COVID, but you need someone to lose and you, your more is awesome and, I'd love to see him wrestle ishimori uh, Hiromu show I'd love to see him wrestle all these guys because I think it'd be fantastic uh I don't know if he'll be in it because uh, I think they might make it a little to- uh, uh, name heavy but uh yeah I wouldn't be against it
0: that would be one win for Wado, you know if you <laughs> <in> there, so, <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Come on, I like it. I like Watto. Of
0: course, he's the best. What are you kidding, man? I can't wait to hear what he has to say about the best of Super Juniors because you know Watto's going to come on and talk about it before it happens. So uh, I can't wait to yeah. hear from him, you know. But but this is now, all s- serious G1 did, stuff. So. Yeah,
1: of course. Usually this would be the, the time in the show where I'm like, I think uh, uh, Watto's listening in, he, as he always does. But uh, sorry, Watto, uh, we're busy with uh, – with G1 stuff, we're not doing all our funny business, no no funny readings. Uh, we didn't even do a Kojima tweet uh, this week. Uh, four shows, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Mr. Andy sent me a message, uh, you know, saying, hey, because he's American, he has to wake up fucking early. I understand, totally, totally fine. But he sends me this message saying, look, man, i ne- I got to work, I need to sleep, all this kind of stuff. And fair enough. And then I looked at the fucking, I, I looked at the, the matches for tonight. And he, he said, you, you might miss like the first half hour. So I look at the first match. And I'm like, all right. I miss Young Lions. That's fine. But then I saw the second match and I'm like, oh, now I know why this motherfucker wants to sleep in. But, you know, I'm, I'm joking about it, of course. But, of course, uh, you must have woken up out of habit or out of excitement because you, unfortunately for you, woke up. Right in time for a match I quite enjoyed, <laughs> which is uh, Hi- Hiroki Goto versus Yoshihashi. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> in-
0: ins- insert fart noise.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you. Uh,
0: there
1: you go. Yoshi does the smart thing, attacks the shoulder, and uh, but he decides to goad Goto a little bit, and I'm just like, oh, maybe because he he didn't want to beat like uh, an injured Goto, he wanted Goto to bring it. And I thought it was a very fine match, uh, but it seems to me, it seems like no matter, Yoshi, no matter what Yoshi does, pulling out new moves, having fantastic matches, all that kind of stuff. At least I think so. They uh, just don't want him to win. Uh, Nobody. Does. And yes, he. And I do. Uh, yes, he does look good in defeat, but after so many of, but when you. You can look good in defeat, but if all you're doing is being defeated, it stops looking good. Uh, so GTR, Goto at six, Yoshi at two, and he is mathematically eliminated from winning the G1. I'm fine with that. He's there to lose, but you know, uh, I would I would have preferred him to have uh, at least four points. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, and, I look at his next opponents. He's got Zack Sabre Jr. No, I've got ZSJ winning there. He's got Kenta. I see Kenta kicking the shit out of him there. And I said the only possible match he might win is Yano. And man. you'll be very pissed off at that. But Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, look, for, two, for one guy that I want to be cheering a lot because I think he's been doing great lately, I thought he was good. I wanted him to win, but he didn't. Like, I'm watching him versus Naito, and I'm not crazy, man. I don't want him to win that match. But against Goto, yeah, I want him to win this one. He didn't. So I was a little disappointed with the finish, but I thought it was a solid match. Decent way to start.
0: We got a big problem here, Luke. All right. Not only, I mean, is this match stupid because it's two guys that I can't possibly care anything about, but they're on the same team. They're on the same six man. They're six man yeah. champions together. And that wasn't even a story beat in the fucking match. Wah. No. That's on them. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's fine. There's some good stuff in here, but I hate them both, so I can't give them credit.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> all right. So we finish what is, at least for me, a solid opening match uh, between Goto and Yoshihashi, and then we move into a complete classic banger. Man. I fucking love this match. And, yeah, I say that with a total straight face. This is Toriano versus Zack Sabre Jr., this is the longest Yano match in the block so far. How long is it? Twelve minutes. If a Yano match goes over five, whoa, you know. So this one is a twelve-minute banger. I love it. Uh, of course, Zack Saber Jr. is fully aware of Torreyano's bullshit and uh, demands he throws away all the tape. And so, rather than have the ref search him. Fine.
0: Okay okay, 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 okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eventually it goes to the outside after some fun shenanigans and shit. This is the first half of this match is mostly uh Zack Saber Jr. kind of not putting up with Yano shit. And it's a bit, you know, like the standard kind of fun Yano match. Eventually it goes to the outside and Yano finds some tape and a chair. He puts uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s arm through the uh, the metal uh, <laughs> ring barricade and then uh, tapes Zack Sabre Jr.'s arm to the chair. This is while there's a count-out going on, by the way. And then Yano runs back in the ring. And straight away, I'm just like, turn the chair a long ways and get it out of there. But uh, Hush, uh, sorry, Hush, Zack Sabre Jr. must be, like, freaking out because there's a time limit and stuff like that. So I understand that. But eventually... He figures it out, turns the chair a long ways and slides it out between the, the bars. He jumps back in the ring. And Yardo's like, hey ref, he's got a chair. He's got a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god, it was fucking hilarious. I love it. And and I'm I'm enjoying this match already. And then the match gets awesome. And you know, Zack Saber Jr. gets the tape off, the chair go leaves. And then these two have a bit of a mini amateur style match. Uh, Yano getting some upper hands here by uh, doing some fireman's carries and some pins and stuff, and it, it looks really good. It's getting kind of close, but Zach Saber Jr. kind of it always kicks out, of course. And uh, Zach Saber Jr. is very wise to Yano. I can't remember how many matches they've had, but. Oh, man, their chemistry is absolutely fantastic. You look at these two guys—the very serious submission machine, Zach Saber Jr. versus Toriano. On paper, these two—they how's how's this even going to work? The two completely different styles. I absolutely loved every second because uh, Yano, of course, goes for low blows, but uh, Zach, being a, an expert at trapping limbs and things like that, fucking starts. Trapping Yano's arms and legs and just putting him into brutal submissions, which look even more brutal because Yano's this lovable guy, and seeing a lovable guy get friggin' twisted up by Zack Saber Jr. Oh, it looks even more painful. I thought it was awesome, but uh, of course Yano taps out and we got Zack Saber Jr. on six, and Yano on six. I know Mr. Yano uh, lost this match miss uh, miss Andy, but uh even still i thought it was incredible
0: I, I this is one of the best matches of the g1 so far and you know if you're listening to this and you think ah they're just you know they don't know what they're talking about or whatever i mean it's just an opinion but i was cackling laughing at this i was oohing and on i mean it this thing this is one of the best matches of the whole tournament and i love it this is going to be one of those ones just like the um you know, uh, the the Kenny Omega match versus matches versus Yana that all I'll suggest this to people, like Dude, you need to watch this one. This one's the one. I mean, we get all of Yano's cheating shit happening all at once. Like, dude is taped up with chair. He's got the uh, you know, the exposed turnbuckle and the turnbuckle pad, and they're wrestling with that. He's trying to do his his um comedy shenanigans as well as his amateur wrestling shenanigans all at once. It's all happening at once. And well, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but the idea of the fair play, that goes back to a couple years ago when Yano had sworn off cheating for the G1, which did not last. It only lasted like no. halfway through because he kept losing. But And so he decided he's just going to wrestle straight up. And it was fucking hilarious. It was just another layer to his character. So he kind of did that in this match. He threw away all his tape, and he's like, fine, you don't want tape? Okay, 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 okay. And, he just, and then he gets down. In the uh, you know bottom position of amateur wrestling, and challenges Zach Saber Jr. to amateur wrestling, and then does well.
1: <laughs> Isn't there a spot in the match where, like Zach Saber Jr. in um, more amateur wrestling style, he gets on uh, he gets on all fours, and he turns back. He's like, "Come on, yeah, come on, Yano, show yep. me what you got, Mister Amateur." <laughs> exactly, uh, uh, so good. Uh, I, look, there's a tendency with um, Yano matches to be short, and that's good for a lot of wrestlers because you know it, the G one can be grueling, and it gives them a chance to have a bit of a more of a fun match than a than a, a, a long kind of uh, drawn out affair. What I like about this one is Jack didn't take the day off.
0: No, goddamn, so fucking and
1: awesome! Because this match is like a, a twelve minute a match which is a long match for a yano match so zack saber junior was like uh must have been like yeah i guess we could go for 5 minutes but how about we do it this way or whatever i don't know the backstage thing about it but the fact that uh I, yeah i I, I it was great. He, wa- he wasn't taking
0: <laughs> sick table bumps or anything, but I mean, you know, so it was still an easy night for him, but I mean, he was working hard as far as the working brother, brother, brother part of wrestling. So, um, I mean, this match is fantastic. Absolutely. I don't know how else to say it. Go watch it right now. It's fucking awesome.
1: Yep. Now we get into a match, which I found, uh, pretty entertaining as well. It's, uh, two men who obviously go to the same hairdresser and it is, hey, uh, stole s- my joke. I totally stole your joke, but, uh, because I get to introduce these matches most of the time, uh, I get in first.
0: First <laughs> pick of all me, the so jokes. Oh, okay. All right.
1: That's how it is now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, LSJ is the, uh, never open podcast heel. Everyone, you have just heard it here first. So, uh, yeah, I really like this. Uh, I'm. Didn't expect Kenta to be put into the Paradise Lock. In fact, uh, Sonata hasn't really been going for the Paradise Lock much in the G1. So uh, it was quite refreshing. You kind of see that come back again. Uh, This is a really solid match, and I felt like uh, neither Sonata nor Kenta truly had the upper hand throughout the whole match. It was just uh, kind of an even back-and-forth situation. But sonata catches kenta with that uh, kind of trapping pin that he's known for and sonata six points kenta on four points
0: yeah man kenta was so mad after this match too but like in a kenta way like he's like he's kind of like brooding you know he's like i don't give a fuck you know but he does give a fuck you know that's kind of his deal and um mm-hmm. and, and I don't have a ton to say about this match other than it's very good, you know what I mean? It's just very good. It's just I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a very good match. I really liked it.
1: Yep. Sometimes you don't need a match to have lots of mega spots or anything like that for you to go or me to go. Yeah.
0: Enjoyed it. It was going to have to be really special to stick out after that Yano-Zack Sabre Jr. match. And I'm serious. Like, that's how good that match was, is that I don't care what was next. It was going to, like, have an uphill battle to get me back to where I want to be. So, you know, the second match after Zack Sabre Jr. versus Yano was much more, like, okay, now we're talking.
1: All right, so it's at this point... I've noticed, I've noticed this a couple of times, but at this point, I'm thinking to myself, why is Tanahashi main eventing these shows? And yes, I know it's Hiroshi Tanahashi, he puts butts in the seats and all that, but so does your fucking double champion. He's not a single champion, he's a double champion. Why is he not main eventing every night? Oh, but the other night he wrestled Yoshihashi. Look, I don't give a fuck. There's at least one G1 I've seen where Akata main evented almost every night and everyone on that block got a chance to main event. It, it, and he's putting in the longest matches of the G one, bar none. Now, granted, he hasn't wrestled Yano yet, as I said, but he's putting in the time, the longest matches, all this kind of stuff. He should be last, and it really got to me. Like I was getting really pissed off about it, and then I, I like, I write you this whole paragraph about it. You, you weren't that bothered, but I wrote this whole paragraph like, this is bullshit, he's the double champion, he's putting out these bangers, he should be fucking last, blah, blah, blah. And then I finished it and I re- and then instantly responded with like, oh, fuck, am I a Naito fan now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that Brothers situation, you know, that movie Stepbrothers are like, are we best friends now? Yep. So, yeah, am I a Naito fan now? Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> Probably. Uh, you just, I'm just looking. I've got it right in front of me. Uh, Tanahashi, uh, 27 minutes. Rob Juice, Juice Robinson, 25 minutes. Goto, 21. Yoshihashi, 24. Sonata, 27. You know, um, fucking Saber Jr., 28 minutes. This guy, <clears throat> I don't know. I've always loved watching his matches, and now I feel like I'm watching him have awesome long matches every. Single time, he deserves to be in the main event, and I think Juice deserves at least one night in the main event of of the tournament. Why not? He's been fantastic. So it bothered me, Mister Andy. It fucking <laughs> bothered me that Tatsuya Naito, the double champion, is not main eventing the fucking shows.
0: Well, you know, I pointed out to you that New Japan management screwing over Naito is like a big part of his story. So, of course, this is something that would happen to him, you know. But I, I don't—I do don't see it as a big deal. I know you're all upset, fired up about it, but you know what's interesting is that doing this podcast, I, we were just—we were just chatting before the show about how we miss Mister Bread and ten cozy and how they're going to be in the world tag league and we're excited about that and i've never once been excited to see ten cozy wrestle and i'm just like i think that doing this podcast and watching everything with a critical eye a little more is kind of giving us more insight into new japan as a a product and i think that's really fun and that's part of the joy of doing a podcast is that kind of thing. So, you know, I love that you're having these realizations about Naito and that you're pissed off about it and stuff. It's great, man. It makes me, It just makes your fandom even deeper. You know, it's great. I love it.
1: I, I had to stop myself because I'm like, wait a minute, why do I care so much? And then I just realized I'm like, cause Naito's fucking awesome right now. Absolute. Like, He's the double fucking champion, and he wrestles like he's the fucking double champion. This is what you want to see a champion do, and he's been doing it every night. Has there been a bad Tetsuya Naito match this G1? Hell no. Mind you, I'm going to say the same thing about Tanahashi. Has there been a bad Tanahashi match this G1? Nope. Has there been a bad Kota Ibushi match? Nope. Uh, Yeah. All right. I won't beat the Okada horse anymore, but uh, here we go. I love the fucking psychology of this match. Nazi's fucking with juice, like with the whole you know stomp, stomp, clap, and the whole fist pumping thing. Uh, by the way, hurricane runners, they're fine. You see them a lot. I like them. They're good moves. They're enjoyable. I, I, I've moved on from the hurricane runner. I am all about the fucking poison runners. I love those. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, I guess if anyone. Is, doesn't know what a poison runner is. Well, if you've all seen a hurricane runner. You, you 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 jump on someone's shoulders, and then they flip. Well, a poison runner is the reverse of that. You don't jump on their shoulders from the front. It's from behind, and then you, they could kind of go backwards and land on their fucking head. I love that move. Naito does a really awesome one on Juice, and. Uh, this, uh, just the, the the whole Naito's full on heel in this match because Juice is just like this kind of baby face and Naito Nika Naito, Naito can switch it up. I guess he's more heely than face anyway because of his whole attitude and things like that. I thought it was awesome, awesome stuff, great back and forth. Juice looks fucking incredible. Gets a Get some really cool upper hand shit on Naito. Amazing fucking reversals by Naito. Like, and just catches him with, uh, look, is Juice winning every match? No. Are they making him look good and building him up? I think they are. Because how many Destinos did it take to put down Juice? I think it was two. So, awesome. And... At the end of this match, Naito is the first man to enter the double-digit territory in the G1 at – I was going to say 30. No, it's the (laughs) G1 30 at 10 points, and Juice stays at 6. Great stuff.
0: So this goes back to the thing I teased earlier about my theory about Juice. So Juice, um, you know, I just feel like that he is going to end up with that U.S. championship. You know, I, I just feel like that that's what's next for him because they they are building him up big time, and, but in, in a way that's realistic, you know. He's not, like, you know, killing every wrestler and stuff like that. It's, like, it's in a way that's realistic that's going to put him at the top of the mid-card, you know, in a lot of ways. And so that's kind of what I see from him in the future is him as that U.S. championship. In fact, maybe taking that – that uh you know, that, uh, um, briefcase off of Kenta, you know, and then being, and then at wrestle kingdom juice wins the the championship. I think that's where we're going, but that's just my opinion. Um, this match is fantastic. I mean, it's one of these ones where, you know, I, I thought that juice could win because we know yes. Nido's already at 8 points and so you don't really get above 12 points. So nido has got one more win or you know or a, a draw or two draws or whatever, you know, coming up. So, you know, a lot of times guys don't get any further than 12 points. So that's kind of you know, I feel like that Naito's, his luck's going to run out here soon. And, um, and maybe that could have happened with Juice. So the false finishes seemed real. And then when Juice kicked out of the first Destino, it was like, oh shit, this is what we're doing. But that's, you know, that's the step that they gave him that they didn't give other people that didn't kick out of finishers. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, a really big deal when guys kick out of finishers it means it's a main event it means that that guy is legit as fuck and so that's what we're getting in this match it's awesome um i do hate that jushin thunder liger is actively rooting against naito and actively rooting against evil in the next match too fuck you jushin thunder liger quit getting so drunk you know he's always drunk yeah. come on uh,
1: this is how good they've made him look he's lost to both tanahashi this is juice by the way he's lost to both Tanahashi. And Naito and looked fucking incredible in both matches. So, when two of your big type guys uh, are making a, a mid carder look good, there's a reason behind it. Uh, look, I don't know how you feel about this, but in the future, down the road, I could even see Juice holding the fucking Never title, man. Sure, okay, uh, yeah. I think he'd be a pretty damn good Never champion. Uh, I think he'd be sympathetic, and I think he can go toe to toe with the Never Guys and have some uh, knockout, drag down, beat up brawls. Yeah. Great. I, I, Luke, Great stuff.
0: One more thing I just want to mention. You had your little Twitter issue, and um, I had a Twitter issue here. I saw someone on Twitter say that Naito's matches are suffering because they have to go so long. i mean i love the people we deal with on twitter for the most part but every once in a while somebody sneaks in with one of these like what the fuck like what are you watching like what is this (laughs) that was a pretty funny pretty funny take on twitter
1: i would counter that by saying that naito's work rate and match quality in this g1 have kind of sealed the deal for me and put me in the uh pro naito camp so yeah
0: there's yeah. some people out there that do a lot of tweeting without thinking about what they're tweeting. You know, I do that every once in a while, but uh, if I yes, do certainly. that, you, you tell me, tell me. Yeah, like I misspell shit all the time. It sucks. But um, but uh, anyway. All right. Well, enough ripping on people on Twitter. Uh, what was our main event of the whole fucking week here?
1: Roshi Tanahashi versus Evil. Uh, now. I don't let night, I think your, your uh, comments to me when I was like going, why is it nice many me? <laughs> your comment, your comment about like, cause New Japan don't respect him and they're fucking with him. That's his story. I'm like, yeah, all right. So I wasn't, it, it stopped me from being like, fuck these two to be like, all right, fair fair cop. If that's kind of how it's going, because yes, there is a track record of that all that shit going back to his like what first g1 win i guess mm-hmm. uh where uh what 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 happened like uh he wins the g1 and then uh the fans voted for fucking tanahashi and shinsuke ic title match to main event that that wrestle kingdom and yeah so enough of that that hiroshi tanahashi versus evil i really like this fucking match uh there's uh, a chair neck spot that Evil does uh, on Tanahashi. Everyone's uh, everyone who's watched a few Evil matches knows it. He puts one chair around the opponent's neck. Of course, the opponent holds it, and then uh, Evil grabs another chair and will like uh, you know hit one chair and then the other. Uh, I think it always looks kind of cool, so I really like that spot. Now Yoda Tsuji, uh Tanahashi, <laughs> Tanahashi isn't. Isn't that guy who, in the middle of matches, he'll do it. Like, he'll go, yeah, come on, and you'll get the crowd behind him. But he doesn't really start claps. But what you'll notice is a lot of the time it'll be young lions who will start the claps for him. You know, they'll be standing around the outside near the corner and they'll hit the the edge of the ring, you know, to start claps for Tanahashi. And this G1, it's been Yota Suji. Well, evil fucking grabs Yota Suji and suplexes him onto a bunch of chairs. And I'm, and immediately I'm like, oh, my God, his, his C-block chances are over. What a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a really cool spot where Tanner skins the cat. If anyone doesn't know what a skin the cat thing is, if you've ever seen a Battle Royal or Royal Rumble, it's when a wrestler gets thrown over the top rope, but they're left hanging uh, with you know both their hands gripping the ropes and their feet dangling. Inches off the uh, off the floor, and then they kind of use their strength to pull themselves up and over. So Tanahashi does that straight into a German suplex by Evil, and yeah, that was awesome. And there's another really cool part. This is a fucking this is just the ace being the ace. I thought this was great. Evil does this spot. I've mentioned this before, but he'll uh, he'll catch someone's leg. And he'll throw it to the ref. And the ref, taken by surprise every time, will catch the leg and then Evil will hit his opponent. Well, Evil catches Tanahashi's leg, throws it to the ref, and then Evil goes to kick Tanahashi and Tanahashi grabs his leg, tells Red Shoes to put his uh, his leg down, which he does, and then drag and screw. I thought that was great. Uh, (laughs) And there's a point in this match where Togo, Dick Togo throws a chair at Tanahashi and Tanahashi catches it. <laughs> I don't
0: think he was supposed to catch that because they just stared at each other for a second after that happened. And then Dick Togo had to crotch him on the top rope. It almost seemed like that chair was supposed to hit him and he was supposed to be stunned by it and crotch himself, but he just looked at him and they both were like, that's not.
1: Oh <laughs> Yeah. But- you see something coming at your face. And your first instinct is to put your hands up and try and catch that shit, right? Or duck or something. It was a great thing. So Tanahashi, Tanahashi's first instinct. I'm just going to catch this chair. (laughs) Uh, There's, of course, some cheating. It is an evil match. It doesn't bother me. I know it bothers some people, but I like evil, evil. I have the T-shirt. But this is what I didn't expect. Darkness falls. Everything is evil. The STO takedown, he does. Evil, eight points. Tanahashi at six points
0: yeah i you know with evil being in the main event here you know it makes a lot of sense that he's winning because he's coming for Nido, man you know and obviously his match versus Nido is coming up and it's it's late in the tournament on purpose and that's why at the beginning of this that we told you guys don't look at the match orders because Of stuff like this because you would have seen that oh you know he's facing evil so late in the tournament they're probably going to end up with the same amount of points at a certain point so you know expect to see evil go on a run now and Nido start losing you know that's kind of what we're going to probably see here maybe not maybe not maybe you know Nido will run the table and win the most points ever in a g1 but it's doubtful and so um you know i'm just interested to see what happens next i thought this was a great way to cap off a, a great night and, you know, one of my favorite nights of the G1. This was one of my favorite nights of the G1. I, I just, something about it was just fantastic. All the matches were on fire. And honestly, I, that, that Zach Sabre Jr. versus Yano match is one of my favorite matches of the year so far. I don't, we don't do match of the year and we don't do fucking star ratings and all that stupid bullshit. All those idiots do, but we, um, we say what we like. And man, I like that a lot.
1: I guess my point is uh, another point I have is like, if you're sitting there kind of like going at the end of the year, it's like, you know what? Oh, maybe if, if you're just looking to watch, five star whatever matches you're probably going to end up watching a handful of matches every year you know what's more fun is a match just needs to be good and if a match is good which a lot of new japan matches are now you've got lots of matches to watch don't worry about those star ratings man just to sit down like who you like watch who you like that that's kind of my thing as well that and uh if, if anyone is like, well, listen to this show and seen how I kind of break down a match, I do it in very broad strokes. Uh, I very rarely do a kind of blow by blow kind of thing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I just kind of I kind of guess I just paint the picture of like how I vibed on the match rather than uh, then they did suplexes. And then then there was this and there was that. Uh, I don't know, and then, then I feel like you pick up the slack with, the with, with um, you know, jumping in a little in depth, which always reminds me of a few things, and we bounce off it like that. If we had to sit down and do star ratings, I think I'd have to fucking concentrate on the matches even more than I am now, and I think I'm concentrating on them pretty dang well. But uh, my ADHD, ADHD will not uh, tolerate me turning this into a fucking, like, no. big kind of analytical kind of thing. That's not how my brain will work. So, yeah. Uh, That's it. Fuck star ratings. Uh, I, I <laughs> love this night too. I really like the previous night of A Block as well. So, yeah, it's a thing. Like, there are six New Japan ma- uh, nights of the G1 this week. Uh, we're recording this on the only day without New Japan Pro Wrestling on. So... There's six shows this week, and when the first show started and it was a fucking flop for me, I was just like, oh, fuck, there's fucking five more shows to go this week. i mean, like, how's it going to go? And it turns out, uh, you know, it was just an aberration. Uh, the rest of the week was, well, so far at least, uh, pretty fucking good to amazing. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, I guess we won't break down who's got left to fight who or anything like that but uh we've got two more ma- two more nights this week which is on saturday and sunday so uh i guess uh mr andy uh, those two blocks anything you are kind of like i can't wait for this
0: no i don't have anything else to say about wrestling tonight other than you know, I love doing this show. I love watching it. We're going to do our best to try to watch both these shows live. These are rough times for me. One's at 4 a.m., one's at 1 a.m., so eh, we'll see what happens. But either way, we'll watch them. We'll bring you our thoughts uh, whenever we have the opportunity to record again. And I don't know, man. I'm just having a lot of fun with this, and uh can't wait to do more.
1: Oh, dude, just one, just one match from each block, if, if you don't mind. Uh, we've got Koto Ibushi versus Minaru Suzuki. Oh, hook it up to my veins. Uh, I think... All right, two matches. Fuck it, I lied. Right. Uh, Jay White versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, yes, I know I'm bringing up a Yujiro match, but they're both in Bullet Club, uh, so I'm really interested to see how that goes. And then um, on B Block, we have... Uh, well, the biggest match for me is the main event, which is... Uh, uh, well, uh, Naito, yay! Naito versus Evil. I know they've had a couple matches this week, this year, but they're 1-1. And I don't mind seeing it a third time. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, to anyone who follows us on the Tweety and tweets with us live and all that kind of stuff, restaurants have just opened up in my country town again, so people can actually go and fucking eat some goddamn food in public. So... Uh, I'll be a little late for uh, Saturday night's show and Mr. Andy, it's fucking early for him. So, Hey, there's a lot of shows this week. So cut us a little slack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll do our best. That's all we can do. Right.
1: Damn straight. And, uh, uh, anything else you'd like to add for the show? Mr. Andy? No, sir. All right. Well, in Gato, he makes it hard sometimes, but in Gato, we trust.
0: I'm a sweet boy.